Welcome back to week seven NFL rundown with our guest again, the host. We'll get right into it. Uh, host, what did you feel about week six, both undefeated teams going down? Uh, it was almost inevitable uh, that some of these teams were going to go down. You, you just, you know, no one's going to go undefeated in the way today's NFL is. Uh, it's just, you know, we could have an 11-0 team like the Steelers a few years ago, but uh, it's just too hard to go undefeated, especially all the injuries uh, and uh, teams and players getting up every week. I, I thought last week was uh, a handful of exciting games. So uh, even though those undefeated teams lost, they were they were excited. The San Francisco-Cleveland game was great. The Philadelphia game was exciting. It was just uh, a good football all around in, the, in some of those games. Don't remind me about the 11-0 Steelers. <laughs> all right. We'll get into NFL news that occurred this past week. First of all, um, we had quarterback, uh, Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson go down in his game last Sunday. Um, he, ended, he ended up electing to undergo season-ending shoulder surgery. Um, basically, Jim Ursay said after the conclusion with our medical staff, Anthony and those close to him, it has been determined that he will undergo surgery to repair his injured shoulder, which will end the season. Anthony is a competitor, and and we know how difficult and disappointing this is for him and our team. He collected several medical opinions, and we felt this was the best course of action for his long-term health. We anticipate a full recovery, and there's no doubt Anthony has a promising future. In the meantime, I love the fight of this team, and I'm excited for the opportunity we have ahead of us this week with Cleveland. Um, obviously, Gardner Minshew will be the starter for the rest of the season. He started one or two games already this season. How do you feel about Anthony Richardson this season and the Colts team going forward under Gardner Minshew? Well, I know we only saw him for a few handful of games. Um, there was uh, some promise there. He was able to uh, get out of the pocket, create more plays. He, uh, he had a strong arm. Um, and unfortunately, he got the shoulder injury and uh, is going to need surgery and going to miss the remainder of the season. But don't forget, uh, Joe Burrow tore his ACL after five games, uh, and we didn't know how he was going to pan out. And uh, look at the, uh, you know, look at him now. Uh, he's been to <laughs> been to a Super Bowl, been to uh, AFC championships. Uh, you know, we don't know what's going to be entail for Anthony Richardson moving forward, but. Uh, he could end up being the next Joe Burrow. So uh, hopefully he has a full recovery and uh, can get back to the Colts uh, in the spring and get through all the uh, practices prior to training camp. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if the Colts want to ride with Garner Minshew uh, the rest of the year, but they might have. To. I think that he's their best option. Um, they face a Browns team at home this weekend. Obviously coming off the 49ers win. Um, Unknown if Deshaun Watson will play or it'll be P.J. Walker again. Watson did practice this week um, some, so uh, we'll wait um, on news about him. And um, basically, that actually should be a pretty good game. Um, Watson plays Browns probably win, but um, it actually might be a close, close contest in that one. Move on to another quarterback injury in in Ryan Tannehill getting injured last in last weekend's game against the Titans. Um, Will Levis did come in in relief. Um, on, um, 
Ryan Tannehill did have a uh, high ankle sprain, and they're prepping Will Levis to start, or not, um, they're prepping both Will Levis and Malik Willis. It was uh, Malik Willis that came in um, for, you know, um, for the injured Tannehill last weekend. Um, I guess we'll, um, Malik Willis will have the first crack at it because he's been there a little longer. What do you think about this Titans quarterback room going forward? Uh, well, hey, this back up real quick. How about the big matchup? You were talking about the Colts there. How about the big matchup between P.J. Walker and Garden Minshew? I mean, who saw that coming uh, in week one? Uh, get 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 excited for that big QB showdown in that game. Uh, moving forward with Tennessee, um, how bad is Will Levis said he can't get ahead of uh, Malik Willis uh, on the depth chart so far? Uh, you know, Malik, uh, Tennessee was uh, – not happy with Malik Willis last year and his work ethic. That's why they drafted Will Levis. And now Will Levis can't even get ahead of him on the field, even though they're trying to prep both these QBs to play this weekend. Uh, I just find that fascinating. And Tennessee might be in the QB market again if uh, the uh, Tannehill can't come back and somehow this team can't win any games. So uh, who knows what's going on with the carousel there at, at quarterback uh, down in Nashville. They have the Falcons this weekend, so that's actually a pretty even matchup. And we'll see starts with the Titans. Um, Falcons would likely win, um, obviously, because Tennessee is going with backup. We'll move into college football now. Some big games this weekend. We'll start in the SEC. Well, Tennessee Volunteers versus Alabama Crimson Tide. Obviously, Tennessee won the uh, shootout at home um, in October last year. They're going on the road um, at Alabama this year. Tennessee ranked 17. Alabama ranked 11. Um, Alabama 6-1. Tennessee five and one over under is forty eight and minus nine Alabama. Bill Milton has ten touchdowns, four picks for Tennessee. Jalen Milrow for Alabama has eleven touchdowns and four interceptions himself. What do you feel about these two teams going into this matchup? Uh, when's the last time you've seen Alabama only favored by nine points uh, playing Tennessee at home? Uh, you'd have to go back before uh, Nick Saban was the coach. Uh, this- you know, betting odds makers not too impressed with uh, Alabama, even though they are favored by nine. Uh, this is probably going to be uh, Tennessee's best chance, if any, to have an upset ever in uh, Tuscaloosa. So, uh, you know, I look forward to this to be a very competitive game. Uh, you know, to, uh, Alabama quarterback, he's been, uh, you know, some games he's looked good. Some games he's looked bad. Uh, he's more comfortable at home. Uh, it seems like so uh, he should be able to have a good game, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee, uh, you know, kept this game close going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, Tennessee coming off a victory against Texas A&M, and Alabama coming off a close victory versus Arkansas last weekend. Going into this game, and I think I'd have to go Alabama because they're playing at home, um, and they're obviously favored, and. I have a trivia question for the host uh, oh, about yeah. this game. And Tennessee beat Alabama last year in Knoxville for its first home win over the Tides since 2006. 
When is the last time the Vols won in Tuscaloosa? Man, it has to be when either Peyton Manning was the quarterback or T. Martin was the quarterback because Tennessee had a very good team then. I'm going to say 2000. Actually, pretty close. It was a 2003 in five overtime. Oh, five overtimes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we, unfortunately, we don't have the – well, we could have five overtimes, but not like the way they used to play them, uh, you know, 20-some years ago. All right. We're going to do another big-time matchup, this time in the Big Ten, number seven Penn State versus number three Ohio State. Um, it's been played at the shoe. Mine is minus – Ohio State minus four and a half. Over-under is – is 45 and a half. Uh, Drew Allard, um, 12 touchdowns for Penn State. Kyle McCord, 11 touchdowns and one pick for Ohio State. Ohio State coming off a dominant victory against Purdue, 41 7. Uh, Penn State coming off a dominant win against UMass, 63 nothing. How do you feel about these two Big Ten? Uh, well, uh, what I'm most impressed at is here is uh, Drew Allard of Penn State. Uh, no interceptions thrown so far on the season while only one interception thrown for uh, Kyle McCord on the season. So uh, these two quarterbacks, even though they're uh, young, even though they're, uh, you know, this is only six games in, uh, they don't seem to turn the ball over. Uh, that could be a key thing in this game since it's, you know, both teams are 6-0. and uh, But uh, Penn State, to me, uh, a lot of sophomores that are playing on the team uh, going against Ohio State, who, uh, you know, the, the quarterbacks uh, uh, for Ohio State, he's not a veteran player, but a lot of other veteran, older junior, senior players on Ohio State side. And then with them being at home, I'm going to give them the slight edge in this game. I think the uh, Penn State players, uh, this is a huge game for them, uh, you know, being so young yet, being sophomores, uh, to take on the go into the horseshoe with that kind of crowd. Uh, they might be a little nervous in the beginning. Ohio State might jump on them early, and uh, Penn State might be playing catch-up for most of the game. Uh, I'm going to give the slight edge of this game to Ohio State uh, just because they're at home and just because of more uh, you know, veteran players that are on the squad. Yeah. I would take Ohio State in a close one as well. Um, see if it's close as the Notre Dame game or not. But um... – Last time Penn State beat Ohio State at the shoe was in 2011. Um, I think Ohio State should be able to get it done this time. Uh, they have really beaten Penn State a lot recently. Last time Penn State even beat Ohio State in, at all was like 20, 2015 or 16. So I'd give it to Ohio State. Now we're going to move up. I'll move on to some Sunday NFL action. We've got the 5 and 1 Detroit Lions against 4 and 2. Baltimore, Ravens, Jared Goff, 11 touchdowns, three interceptions. Lamar Jackson, five passing touchdowns, three interceptions. David Montgomery, six rushing touchdowns. Lamar reads Ravens with four passing touchdowns. It is being played in Baltimore. Ravens are favored by three. Over under is 43. Do you think it's going to win at all? Um, this match? Well, you know... <laughs> If you listen to my top 10 this week, uh, I somehow finally gave uh, the Lions their due props and I made them the number one team. So I've got a little confidence in them, but I like the way, uh, even though I'm, I, I'm 
In that game, he was aggressive. He just couldn't score inside the red zone in that game, which was uh, really frustrating to watch because uh, obviously we uh, had that uh, as our number one play last week. But uh, they need to clean up that red zone scoring. I think I think they could uh, you know take care of Detroit pretty easily here, being at home. Uh, their defense seems to be uh, settled down. Uh, since the beginning of the year, I know Detroit has a, a, a very good offense with St. Brown and Jared Goff, you know, his playing really lights out, believe it or not. So they're going to have their handful, but I like the Ravens at home in this game. Lions coming off a victory against Tampa Bay. Ravens coming off a victory against Tennessee. Um, I like the Ravens as well because it's at home. Um, I think Lions have definitely have a chance to win, but uh, – like I said, I think it's the Ravens at home. Um, we'll see if they can clean up, uh, you know, some of those mistakes we saw two weeks ago when um, they played the Steelers with all those drops. But I feel like as long as they don't beat themselves, they can probably win. Yeah, I we'll agree with the, you on that. We'll move into the Sunday night matchup. Miami Dolphins 5-1 and one against Philly Eagles 5-1, and one, who got the Philly first loss last week against Jets. Dolphins Carolina after going down 14-0 early to win 42-21. Obviously, Dolphins have the best offense in the league right now. Two uh, 14 touchdowns, five picks. Jalen has seven passing touchdowns, seven interceptions. Played in Philadelphia. Line is my Eagles minus two and a half. And the over-under is 51 and a half. What do you feel about these two explosive well, I, I haven't been uh, too impressed so far with the Eagles offense uh, this year, Alex, to tell you the truth. Uh, Jalen Hurts doesn't seem to be the same uh, quarterback. Of course, they lost their coordinator to uh, Indianapolis. He's now the head coach there. Uh, have a new coordinator. I know it's all the same players, uh, same offensive line. But they just seem not to be uh, gelling uh, like they were last year. The only thing they can still do there is the brotherly love push or tush push or whatever you want to call it. Uh, that seems to be the only thing that's been successful so far. Uh, if you notice something uh, that that you know I watch constantly, I I you know with several teams, uh, you know relating to like Stefan Diggs with the Bills. I'm talking about AJ Brown. Uh, he threw a little temper tantrum. Uh, in week two, uh, by not getting the ball. Uh, ever since, if you've been watching the, uh, the Eagles uh, every week, uh, of course, now he's getting more targets in the game, and now the offense seems to be suffering a little bit. And I don't know if that has anything to do with the uh, Jalen Hurts' struggles, because now he feels like he has to get A.J. Brown the ball, because now he's going to complain and uh, create problems internally. But it just seems like uh, whenever you get one of these prima donna receivers complaining and they start uh, giving them the ball most of the time, uh, the rest of the offense suffers. And I think that's what may be going on with Philadelphia. Uh, Miami, on the other hand, uh, only one bad game. That was against the Bills uh, when they went up to uh, Buffalo and got beat really bad. Uh, but they've been just humming along. Uh, you know, this is another big game for them. They got the Chiefs coming up in a few weeks. So they want to uh, show, uh, you know, prime time uh, on Sunday night that uh, they're for real. I think they, uh, I think they stick it to the Eagles on Sunday night. 
Yeah, I like the Dolphins in this one too. I don't think the Eagles will be able to stop uh, their explosive offense. Like they might be able to limit it, but I think Dolphins will be able to score enough to win. Um, kind of like you said, I had the Eagles two in my power ranking just because they're undefeated. They dropped a good couple spots after they lost last week. And I currently have Dolphins number one in my power ranking because of how good their offense is. So I got. Miami in this one as well. And additionally, before we move on, um, what do you think about Eagles signing Julio Jones? <laughs> yeah, I, I said you, you, uh, you know, you messaged me earlier in the week, and I went, uh, I, I think I texted you back, useless. Um, I, I don't see him doing anything on the field. Um, I know everybody gets excited when you sign a name, and I don't know why. Uh, especially when these these older guys who are in their thirties. Yes, Julio Jones has a great resume. Yes, he was a great receiver. What, six, seven years ago? Um, I don't know why people get all excited when uh, you bring in a name. I think he's I, I to tell you the truth, Alex. I think they brought him in because he's a veteran to calm down the locker room with the receivers to set an example for AJ Brown. Uh, for Devontae Smith. Um, I think this is uh, uh, a leadership that these receivers need, and I think that uh, this is something uh, to look out for and see how the offense changes with him being there. I don't think he's going to make any kind of impact on the field, but I do think he'll make an impact in the locker room. Yeah, I think he's kind of lost on the field after. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, We'll see when they call him up to the actual roster. You know, he wants another chance. We'll see what impact he uh, happens to make. We'll move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers now. We'll talk about some news that happened this week before we get into the game against L.A. Rams this weekend. Um, the Steelers signed cornerback Darius Rush off the Chiefs practice squad to move the trade or cut Desmond King. What do you feel about Desmond King's time with the Steelers? Uh, was there time? I mean, we saw that we had we got a highlight on that one play on Twitter that he actually got into. One play. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what if you're if you're gonna bring somebody in and then have them one play and then have them back there as a kick returner and then get rid of them a few weeks later. I mean, either. Either he just really wasn't getting the system when they brought him in, or he did something behind the scenes that we know about. Uh, they don't usually bring someone in like that and then just dump them right out of the team right away. That's very unusual uh, for the to have what a two three week stay with the team. Uh, so they must like or either uh, the scouting department said to him, "Hey." You got a chance to get this Darius Rush kid here. Uh, he may be he. We think he's a little better than Desmond King. I, I don't know. We don't know all the finer details, of course. But very unusual move for the Steelers to uh, dump someone, pick someone up, and dump them that fast. I think it was either he was like you said he wasn't getting his team, or possibly his like fitness wasn't wasn't up to par, and they gave him like oh, we'll give you a couple weeks, and they like you know. Like, Expected to be fine, but he never like got there. That kind of happened with like when Darius Green at tight end of like five or six years ago. Um, if you remember him? Um, and I think they do like Darius Rush for the future too. That's something that might have had an impact too, where 
like Desmond King was kind of like a one-year thing and they're looking looking more to the future because they did like a lot of people like Darius Rush during the draft process a process and he fit the Steelers new mold at um cornerback too like tall tall speedy speed corners so it might be just a move more for the future um as well getting into the actual game now Steelers versus Rams both uh, Steelers three and two coming off the bye. Rams are three and three after beating Arizona last weekend. Um, it's at SoFi, and Rams are favored by three. Under over under is forty four. Kenny Pickett has five touchdowns, four interceptions this season. Matt Stafford six touchdowns, five interceptions. Um, first of all, I guess both Rams running backs won't be playing. Um, this week, which helps the Steelers a good amount. And Steelers will be getting back Deontay Johnson and Pratt Primers, which should help their offense a good amount. Let's start with um, how big an impact on the game do you think those two will have? Uh, I think uh, Deontay Johnson is the bigger impact here. What he's going to do is uh, now he's going to free up the double coverage that was been happening with uh, George Pickens ever since Deontay Johnson went out. Uh, I'm just hoping that Deontay Johnson is 100% and that hamstring is ready to go. Uh, and then that's going to open up the slot routes. That's going to open up uh, more throws to the outside for um, Pickens. <clears throat> and, um, you know, hopefully the, the passing game can show some signs of life here uh, getting Deontay back. Uh, Pat Fryer moved, uh, you know, he knows the, the, he knows the offense a little better, of course, than Daryl Washington. Uh, you know, he brings his blocking ability to the run game. Uh, and of course, he's, uh, you know, creates that opening down the middle of the field with that pass, passes from Kenny Pickett. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, they've only targeted Pat Fryer with 13 targets so far this season. I know he's missed a game, uh, a game and a half, but uh, that seems pretty low. They need to get him more involved in the offense. And hopefully they do that this week. It is interesting because last year they targeted him a lot. And if they can get him involved, they'll open up the middle of the field a lot, a lot because he's a big target in the middle. So they would have to respect the middle and not just the um, sideline round. Um, how good do you think Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup will be in this game? Boy, that, that's the thing to look out for in this game. Uh, the Rams might not have any uh, running attack uh, with those two running backs out. So uh, that's probably going to, they're going to probably lean on the pass, but okay. Keep in mind. Now they lean on the pass. This is the kind of quarterback the Steelers like uh, a guy who sits in the pocket, a guy who's not very mobile and a guy who likes to hold on the ball and get the ball downfield. That's going to create splash play opportunities for TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. So uh, I, I hopefully, Joey Porter Jr. is out there getting more reps than Levi Wallace, and they put move Patrick Peterson to the slot and put Joey Porter on one of these two uh, receivers, Cooper Cup or the Puka kid. So hopefully he is out there uh, more than 25 plays uh, on defense on Sunday. Yeah, we'll see how much snaps he gets. Um, not necessarily a sure thing if he'll actually start not or just keeping um rotational 
how good do you think the Steelers offense will be coming off the bye week? Well, that that's uh, that all depends on uh, how Matt Canada calls the plays. Uh, you know, they they got pretty conservative there. Uh, the last game against Baltimore, a lot of run plays, a lot of run plays on first down. Uh, they kind of went back to that mold that you saw at the end of last season where they just played the game not to make any mistakes and waited to get to the fourth quarter. Uh, I know that's uh, they were successful with that last year. Um, but you just can't you just can't maintain that in today's NFL. You got to score some points. So hopefully uh, they got some new plays drawn up, and w- of course with the addition of Deontay Johnson coming back, uh, they can move the ball down the field. What do you who what team do you think will win, and what is this? Uh, Steelers are twelve and four under Mike Tomlin coming off the bye. Uh, but but as you know, Alex. They have a really bad record traveling west under Mike Tomlin. Uh, I know they just won a few weeks ago coming out here and beating the Raiders. So hopefully, you know, with the bye and then coming out here and the addition of all the Steeler fans traveling there, you know that place is going to be half full of Steeler fans, just like it was half full of uh, Dallas fans for the Charger game. You know the Rams are going to get the same treatment with the Steeler fans. It's going to be a Steeler Nation takeover in there. So hopefully uh, the Steelers can and can come out and play good, look well rested. Uh, what's, you didn't say, mention that uh, T.J. Watt pump, popped up on the injury report with a heel injury. He didn't practice yesterday. So hopefully he's going to be okay. He'll be ready to go because, like I said, uh, Stafford's the type of quarterback that these guys want to come and attack and get after. I, th- I think it's going to be another low-scoring game. Uh, I think the Steelers are going to hold the Rams uh, in check. I think the Steelers win 19-14. to 14. I think the Rams have a good chance to win just because I think they're better than their 3-3 record. But the um, thing that gives the Steelers the edge is obviously they're coming off the bye week, and they were 7-2 and two off. Um, last year after the bye, and so basically we'll see – We'll see how the offense improves. I feel like if the offense plays decent, they'll probably win. But I could see – the thing is, I could see Puka and Asura and Cooper Cup beating the secondary. So we'll see how much Joey Porter Jr. plays. Also, I think their backup running backs aren't even too bad. So hopefully Steelers will have sound rush defense. I might take Rams like 24-21. But I think us Steelers have a good chance to win too. Um, so we'll see how how the game unfolds. Additionally, they had um, well, Mason Cole and Najee stayed for an extra practice on their day off, and also Najee had a meeting with Matt Canada sometimes. So we'll see how much the offense ends up improving. Uh, yeah, about uh, and also uh, we need Broderick Jones in there. I know Dan yeah. Moore has been has been pretty decent, uh, and it looks like he's going to start again. But man, you got to find room for Broderick Jones on that offensive line. This kid is a first round draft pick. You got to get him. You got to get him some playing time. He was great against the Ravens two weeks ago. I don't know why you would go back to Dan Moore, but hey, we're not on the coaching staff. <laughs> I know earlier in the week it was unknown if he'll, if if. if um, Dan Moore would play or not. I don't know his status now. Well, yeah, we'll end up, we'll keep an eye on who's 
starts at left tackle um, going into the game. Well, host, do you have any final thoughts about the football this season? Uh, uh, you know, uh, two really good games, uh, Lions-Ravens, and then the night game, uh, Miami and Philadelphia. Uh, those are the two big highlight games. I'm interested to see how uh, the Bears, the QB plays. Well, who's that guy's name? Tyler Pagu, Pagu, oh, yeah. who's, who's coming in for yeah. uh, coming in for Justin Fields. I'm curious to see how he's going to be yeah. against the Raiders. The Raiders are are starting Brian Hoyer. Hey, another great matchup, just like uh, the uh, Cincinnati-Indianapolis game. Who knew that we were going to get these kind of quarterbacks in there? Uh, and yeah. week seven already, <laughs> but it should be yeah. another great week of football. Ryan Hoyer with Tyler Bagnell, and then the backups are Aiden O'Connell and Nathan Peterman. All right, we'll send the host out of here, and we thank him for being a guest on another episode of our NFL Week Seven TV show. Great time as always, Alex. Have a good weekend. All right, before we end this episode, I just wanted to share my week seven picks um, in the NFL. I'm 53 and 32 on the season. So in last night's Thursday night game, I had Jaguars winning. Then I have Raiders beating Bears, Bills beating Patriots, Bucks beating Falcons, Seahawks beating Cardinals, Chiefs beating Chargers, 49ers beating Vikings on Monday Night Football. Lions beating Ravens, Browns beating Colts on the road, Commanders beating beating Giants, Steelers beating Rams, uh, that one's iffy, Packers beating Broncos, and on Sunday night, Dolphins beating Eagles. That being said, hope you enjoyed all the NFL and college football action. 